Hey guys, I'm Hillary, and I'm on a lot of panels. <laughs> giggle, giggle. Um, oh no. <laughs> All right, welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is episode number 116, and we are partially down a member for a little while, possibly. Hillary's going to join almost us. Almost a normal fucking episode. Almost. Almost. <laughs> we were so close. We were so close, but Hillary is, uh, is MIA right now and should be joining us shortly. Yes. Um, but how you guys doing? Good. Good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I've got <laughs> coffee. Out. Yeah, I had a lot of coffee this morning. I'm back to adjusting to that um, 5 a.m. wake-up time, oh, so yeah, a, little, yeah, a little spacey, but um, I'll get there. I'll wake up. You're back after your extended, extended yeah, vacay. Yeah. It's, uh, it was nice. <laughs> I'm like working normal right now, so I feel I don't know how to, how to do it. It's weird. Like yeah. 9 to 5, and then I'm like, I have nothing else to do. Close the laptop, oh, I guess. And then, that's awesome. You're like, I should at least put in an extra five hours before I go <laughs> yeah. like, like eight-hour <laughs> workday? This isn't correct. Let me put in another three to four. <laughs> Let's do the rundown. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty chill, which is great. I feel like it's different from what we've been doing. Um, so we'll talk about what we've been doing. Uh, we're going to start looking forward to PAX Prime in Seattle. The schedule was released. A bunch of news is coming out. Everybody's getting excited. I think Hillary's on like 15 panels this time, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, and then Ash is going to talk about Dragon's Crown. And then you guys saw Elysium, yeah, which I'd never heard of until you sent me an email. Oh, really? It. Yeah. So, um, And then uh, we tried something different with our Naquato. Kind of went for a random question, which was, would you want to live forever? If so, what would you do with your new immortality? And got a ton of answers. Yeah, we got a ton. We did. This is a hot button topic. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Living forever is. is a hot button. I almost did the burrito one that you guys suggested. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? We'll go in a different direction. <laughs> Are you guys familiar uh, with um, uh, Ray Kurtzwheel? And he, like, he's yes. the, yeah, he invented, like, a bunch of stuff, like, text to speech and speech to text and um, synthesizers. And he's, like, is a it big. Kurtzwheel? I always thought it was Kurtzweil. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Kurtzweil. Um, and he's a big advocate for uh, the singularity, and he he wants to live long enough just so he can um, live, be like become immortal, I guess, through technology. Like if there's a way to install his mind into like a machine, like Ugh. consciousness or something. I don't know. It's really crazy, but that's what the question made me think of. I, I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it was probably years ago. But one of the strangest things I ever saw at Comic-Con was they, they recorded – hours and hours and hours of dialogue with the author philip k dick um like literally like hundreds wow. of hours of audio from philip k dick from different interviews and like all these responses that he had over over his lifetime and then they built a robot of philip k dick what and, and he could talk as philip k dick and answer questions as philip k dick so you'd ask philip k dick a question and he would go through his database of like Philip K. Dick information and just like spout it out. <laughs> it was one of the most, it was so disturbing because it was like a, 
a total it was like a total robot that would have been built in like the 70s it was kind of like plasticky looking and just like mm-hmm. really fucked up and it always it always has kind of stuck with me as one of the strangest things i ever saw at comic-con and it just reminded me of that so wow you have to look it up google it the philip k dick robot it's fucking weird <laughs> he's he's a uh, kind of amazing yeah he is and his robot's amazing too I when you said seventies robot, I just imagined um uh box from Logan's run. <laughs> Fish and plankton and, plankton and, and sea greens, greens and, and protein, protein from, from the, the sea. sea. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like one of those robots from like um from Disney, you know, like one of the horrible horrible like it only says like one line and has <laughs> yeah. like a really like really mechanical way of moving. That's sort of what he looked like, but awesome. It's pretty terrifying. So wow. why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Me? Um, well, I mean, this week I've been getting ready for uh, for going back to work, back in the, back in the trenches, and uh, it, it's been going okay. I mean, it's it's kind of nice to be back on a, a pretty rigorous routine. So I wake up pretty early. You know, I've been coming home and doing some stuff. Um, uh, my wife and I have been watching uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yay! Yeah. Well, I, it's funny because I watched the first couple of seasons and then I stopped. And so we're finally to the point where I had stopped watching. So we're like at season three now. But um, I don't know. It was something that when we were talking about what we did at Comic-Con and I think Matt mentioned that the show is kind of designed to be just like a, a very positive, happy show. I'm like, I want to watch that. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been watching a lot of fucked up documentaries this summer. <laughs> like, Matt's, Matt's been witness to that. And I'm like, I need some comedy for a while. I probably watched, I don't even know how many, like, serial killer documentaries, war documentaries, like, all these documentaries in Afghanistan. I'm like, I need to just, like... Let's just say Prism is definitely tracking Ash right now. Oh, Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I've been doing that, watching uh, How I Met Your Mother, which is So are you liking it? Are you having fun with it? Oh, I like it a lot. I think it's great. And, you know, it's funny. I The first couple seasons, I hated Ted. Yeah. And now I'm like, either the actor's grown on me or they've the character is actually a little bit more tolerable, but I can actually stand watching him on the show now. So I really think once they got out of that friends clone mode, it like starts to grow on you really quickly. Like, like the first season really is like, can we reproduce friends? And then after that, it's like they really figure out how to write these characters and make them really enjoyable to like root for, or, you know, get angry at or whatever. Like, but they do such a great job of like that push and pull emotion with, with all of them. So, yeah. Well, they also do neat stuff that I, I, don't ever really recall ever seeing in sitcoms where they'll they'll set a joke up for something like four episodes down yeah. the road. You know, like oh, someone shows cool. up with spaghetti sauce and they're like, Well, why do they have spaghetti sauce? They'll never answer it yeah. until like three or four episodes down the, the road. So it's kind of amazing, yeah. And uh other than that, I picked up a game called Dragon's Crown, which we'll redo we'll do in our uh, review section, but it's an old fashioned kind of uh beat 'em up brawler, sort of like uh double dragon or bad dudes or or TMNT, so we'll talk about that, and I think uh, some people will like to hear about that. Uh, let's see, Scott, what are you doing? Um, well, since Hillary's here, I'll say that I've been working a lot, <laughs> um, but um, I'm still working on my Mass Two Insanity playthrough, which would give me 100% achievements for Mass yeah. Two. I'm excited about that. Um, I've made it to the suicide mission, so I'll probably do that after. Uh, <laughs> After this podcast is concluded. Wow. And then I was going through my summer game pile and I realized that like, I'm pretty sure if I don't purchase another game until the Xbox one comes out, I probably won't make it through all the games that I have to play. I'm in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Me too. And I, cause I realized that like, um, you know, over the holiday, there was like a couple of games that were like on super sale digital. Um, so I have like, uh, like fall of Cybertron that I never even started and oh, I man. forgot I had it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And I still have to play, um, Arkham city, which is phenomenal. Uh, apparently. Right. Jesus. So, so good. Got tons of shit to play. So you have good ones. I have ones like that. I don't want to touch cause I'm afraid to play them. So uh, <laughs> I have a yeah. couple of good ones, but, but yeah, mine are mostly like just, they've just I, been sitting. I've got, um, gears jujament to play. I still have to do three. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's summer game pile. Um, I've been getting caught up on Game of Thrones. So, Are you um, liking it? I need multiple opinions as to whether people like this before so, I'll So, you know, I, I do like it now. And okay. it is at times frustrating right. um, to watch. But I kind of like, I try to like guess where things are going because I haven't read the book. So I'm just kind of like yeah, enjoying the, the television series. So Yeah. Um, we're geek boys because we we haven't read the books, right? Well, I'm I'm not a fan of the books person, to read. You know man. what I mean? I'm a I'm a sci-fi person, so yeah. Um, I I just like I enjoy Game of Thrones because like my wife um enjoys watching it, so she rewatched it with me. Um, and I, I think I'm caught up and I'm into it. But all right, you know. I would say one of those like I think it's one of those if at ever in my life I have a lull in other shows to watch yes. I'll probably watch the whole thing but I have like so much other stuff to watch right now that it's just not at the top of my list so Yeah we've we you know I remember you talked about this before I watched any of it and you were like well I watched an episode or two and like I couldn't get into it yeah. and I can definitely see like where you were coming from with that um but I can say that it it definitely gets better yeah, and there's yeah. just so much shit going on that it's just like it's kind of mind blowing to to keep track of so many things at once. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I guess the last thing that I wanted to mention is that uh, I switched. I kind of gave up on Xbox Music because <laughs> yeah. like it's there not was, coming. There was supposed to be an app for iOS. Promise, it's not going to happen, year, right? So and then I tried the website um, that they put out. And the website, I'm assuming, was supposed to synchronize with whatever I had on like my Windows 8 Xbox Music app, which it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It'll it'll sync with the phone. It should sync with your Windows 8, your laptop. Right, uh, but it doesn't. So like anything that I had downloaded as part of my subscription from 2013, like just didn't show up. Dude, it, it's like. So I'm switching off of Windows Phone. I'm leaving it yes. to. Uh, my wife and I are talking about it. She might go back to Android, and I might take her iPhone for a little while. We're not. We're not really sure. We're we're figuring out where we're all going to go with phones. How's she going to play all her fucking phone games all the time? <laughs> we talked about that, but she misses <laughs> she misses Android. She really loved her her Samsung phone, so she uh, she might go back. If she doesn't, then I'm kind of just waiting for the phone that I want to be on Verizon, which is like HTC One or a Nexus or something like that. Maybe the Moto X. I don't know. Um, and yeah, the Windows Phone and Windows 8 and Xbox Music always comes so close. Like it's like I so, so close badly to being want to use great, it. and it's not. You know. Yeah, like I want to use it. I like want to enjoy this. Yeah, and, but the uh, moment you use another service, you're like, oh, this is what it should be like. <laughs> you know what I did? Like I basically just kind of, um, for the time being, I gave up on you know putting my library into the cloud, and I just bought uh, Pandora One. Because I use it all the time. 
Yeah. You used Pandora. Pandora. Awesome. I used uh, RDO or whatever. How do you say yeah. that? Radio, which I loved. And I swear to God, like, I had, like, part of the reason I subscribed to Pandora because the ads, like, weren't, the ads themselves didn't bother me, but the kinds of ads I was getting, like, were starting to piss me off. Yeah. So, like, I kept getting ads for Twin Peaks. You guys know what yeah. that place? Yeah. So it's like, check out the scenic views this summer at Twin Peaks. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. You know, you know, so. who is surprisingly good in the music subscription business is Google. Yeah, because it's kind of the best of both worlds. You can upload your own library. So you have all of your, you know, up to 20,000 songs for free. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you also have eight bucks a month, I think is what it costs, or maybe 10. You get the full subscription service, too, and you can listen to whatever you want. And it just mixes seamlessly. So, like, yeah. You'll have your own library, and then you'll have like all the other stuff that you can look up and try out new things. And if you purchase it, it automatically goes into your library. It doesn't count against your twenty thousand. And can it's you get done, that on the iPhone. Done, uh, I know. So here's where it's good and bad. I know that okay. supposedly the web app works very well, uh, but that there has been rumor that it's coming to the iPhone for a very long time, and I don't think it has yet. I don't well, know though for sure. I haven't looked. I mean, the thing that I was looking at was uh, Amazon Cloud. Because that's where I buy most of my music anyways. And I realized that a year subscription to Pandora plus like a year subscription to Amazon Cloud is still cheaper than what I was playing for Xbox Music. And I was pissed off at it. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know what Pandora costs. What does it cost? It's like uh, like thirty five dollars a year Oh, or four dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. Four bucks a month. Yeah. So what are you going to do? And then. Uh, I guess maybe that wasn't the last thing. The last quick thing I want to say. <laughs> That's fine. Because we I'm got still, a short episode otherwise. Yeah. We can we can have technology discussions. Um, the thing, like, so I'm still pissed off about this. Like, as you know, uh, I lost a Borderlands 2 character because of a power outage. Yeah. Which is ridiculous that that is. I mean, they always say, like, hey, don't, don't turn off the power while your shit's saving. But we live in lightning land. So we yeah. lose power constantly. Yeah. For our listeners, like, we're. You know, we're based in Florida, so, like, we have thunder showers, you know, every day from every three day. to four. You can set your watch by it. So, like, like easily, the you know, sometimes it'll be fine, and then sometimes it um, – pretty much the onset of the thunder shower is very fast. So, yeah. like, you just lose power sometimes. So, I lost an entire character, and I come to find out that there was a um, – you know, like, with a recent update, they started creating backup files. But the backup <laughs> files only exist – for if your file becomes corrupted but because oh, the geez. xbox the xbox couldn't recognize that the file was on my machine like the backup file cannot be used by the borderlands 2 game wow which is kind of bullshit because because basically what it boils down to is that if you have a character that you've worked on for like 50 hours there's only one file on the machine that where that character exists so, like, the fix for that is to put it on a thumb drive, like, back it up to something else. But, I don't know, it's 2013. I feel like, um, you know, there should be a better way. Yeah. So, yeah. that being it's, said... It's tricky. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And um, But that being the case, I decided to just buy a battery backup for my Xbox, which is the dumbest thing ever. It's, like, total <laughs> overkill. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, like, my living room, I have hooked up to, like... You know, one of the things that you'd put on your computer for the same reason, you know? Wow. So I'm just, I'm just sick of it. I like, I didn't know they still made those anymore. Oh yeah. You can, you can buy, you know, 
since um, since the advent of of laptops, I feel like I've never really thought about it because I, I haven't had a desktop in so long. And like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, the power will go out, and your laptop is just like, oh, the power's gone, and like just keeps working without really caring. So I always I forget about those things. Yeah, but. I'm I still maintain a desktop just because you know partially because of the podcast because it's easier to do the the editing and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, I used to like you know before everything became easier to get, I would store a lot of media on the machine and kind of mm-hmm. blast it out to the rest of the house. But yeah. anyways, that's that's tech talk for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have opinions about music services, I want to hear them. Um, and then I think that brings us to Matt. Yes, let's go from tech talk to book talk, guys. Okay. Yeah, good uh, I f- reads. I finished uh, Ready Player One this past week completely. Mm-hmm. Um, recommended. Good book. But we will hopefully be talking about that soon. I'm trying to figure out how to coordinate a hangout, but I'll figure it out, and we'll put it out through the Goodreads. Um, I need to update the message on it so that we can get everybody together for it. If you listen to the podcast and you've read Ready Player One in the past or you read it with us this time and you want to take part, uh, you know, either email me or Scott or Ash or really anybody or uh, tweet at us or something, and I'll make sure to promote when we're going to do the hangout and talk about the book. Because um, it's interesting. I think it's got a, a few good things in it to talk about, a few good kind of, not theories, but uh, themes, if you will. Yeah, it was surprising, discuss. too. Yeah, yeah. Surprising themes. Um, and then I started a new book uh, called Masters of Doom, which is the... A story of John Carmack and John Romero, uh, the creators of id Software and Doom and everything else, and it's super interesting, <laughs> like in a lot of different ways and for a lot of different reasons. Um, it talks not only about them as gamers and as like how they grew up, but it also talks about kind of the ideas behind uh, entrepreneurship and uh, like just smart people dealing with kind of being geeks or nerds and and how they got through their early life and into the into the business um but i've already it's not super long i think i'm already like 20 percent into the book and i've only been reading it for a couple days but it's it's good i'm really digging it uh so you might want to pick that up i feel like it's not the book club book but it was just one that i had recommended and i thought i'd try it out Awesome. So it's Masters of Doom. Um, I played so much Doom as a kid. Oh my gosh, dude! Seriously, like I think you'd really like the book. It's it's really interesting. They started out like making the games that I used to play on my old IBM PC like forever ago, like Load Runner. And I mean, they didn't make Load Runner, but games like that, like mm-hmm. these little like you know two color ridiculous games. Do you guys uh, have that? Um, that I have that Doom programming book, like the big ass one. Mm-hmm. You could make your own Doom levels. I'm pretty sure everyone that. did this. That's awesome. And sadly, I was making my school because, like, that's the only thing you could <laughs> think of. And then Columbine <laughs> happened, and I was like, oh my God, I have to stop doing this right now. <laughs> that is a bad idea these days. <laughs> it was just a logical step. You're like, what is a place big enough that I'm familiar with that I can model? And it's like your school, and it's like, I didn't have any well, intention to, like, Dude, it's really it's really funny to think about how times have changed because in in the book with John Romero and John Carmack, they talk about I think it was Carmack who at one point during high school like was making bombs with his friends mm-hmm. because it was fun, like it was like something fun to do and then they would like go set them off in the middle of a forest or something, you know, like and these are like just weird they just wanted to make stuff you know like they just yeah. were constantly like driven to make things if they did that now they would be arrested and put in jail like period oh for sure yeah there'd be no there'd be they'd be expelled from school even if they were nowhere near campus they get expelled from school 
get arrested and put in jail. And it's like, not that it's not deviant behavior in a certain way, but it's also like not necessary. Like it's, it's not always a telling sign that they're going to go on a killing rampage, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like like a curious mind. Well, but I think about the shit that we did in high school, Scott, like (laughs) there are plenty of things that like we, you know, post Columbine would have looked at very differently than pre Columbine. Yeah. Like playing vampire, the masquerade. Yeah. Like like, (laughs) there's, there's stuff that we did that I'm like shocked you know, like nowadays, I don't think would be tolerated, essentially. So uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. Yes. My wife just pointed out that this that was shortly after high school, but I surfed on top of a car like an idiot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the so anyways, Masters of Doom. Good book. Check it out. Um, I watched uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation finally um, with my wife and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It's I, don't, I don't think I talked about this last time, right? I, don't, I think no, I you, after. we talked about it. We talked about it uh, after we went and saw um, something. We, we saw did. Something. You and I did, yeah. but yeah, we yeah. didn't talk about it on the show. Yeah, we great talked movie. about it at the Winchester. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Yes, yep. it's. Uh, I loved it, man. I really liked it a lot more. And I, the first one was terrible. Like it was just awful. Yeah, and this one was so much more like GI Joe. Like it was like cartoony in the right ways it had some good action with some great like ray park that scene i keep talking about it to everybody but there's a scene where i can't remember the actor's name but the guy who plays storm shadow fights uh snake eyes who's played by ray park mm-hmm. and they basically like as opposed to every other action scene you've seen in the past 10 years they basically set a camera up on a tripod and just like shoot it straight on they're just like here you go here's two guys that know what they're doing fighting oh, so it's each not other like fast cuts it's like <laughs> yeah, actual there's, combat there's no fast cuts it's not like shaky cam it's just two guys that are very good at fighting fighting each other and like it looks awesome it looks amazing but Storm and then the, shadow is played by byung hung lee there you go He's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> the mountain scene was uh, was fantastic and shot very well. And then uh, I was just reminded that um, Firefly, the, the I think that was the bad guy's name, right? Firefly wow. and Zartan was like a weird story where Zartan kills uh, uh, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes leader, like the or Sensei, the guy who teaches them. And like I was like, is that what happened? Because the the comics I had read, I never knew that. And so we went and looked it up, and it actually is literally it was literally the storyline from the eighties. Oh like, wow! Firefly oh, fought no with Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, and then like he was trying to get revenge, and he got this guy, and Zartan came in and killed him, and he blamed other. And then like it all broke up, and it was all kind of on purpose and due to Cobra and stuff. And it was like actually out of the eighties comics. I was really shocked by that. Wasn't that kind of the storyline to you recommended an animated film to us once? Yeah, there's an animated one called G.I. Joe uh shit. Was it Retaliation? Oh man. It might actually be. Yeah, I don't know. I remember watching it though it was an anime maybe four Yeah, it was ago. it was good. It was a little bit more adult themed like animated movie. Uh from about probably two years ago. Um it, I can't remember if that was exactly the storyline or not, Scott. Honestly, but but it was it was a good animated movie. But anyways, the yeah, the the live action one was great. I actually really enjoyed it. It's worth like a red box or a or a rental online or something, definitely. And then the last thing I've been doing, which is this is just recent, is last night after Ash and and I and our wives went and saw Elysium. We got home, and I was like kind of not. I wasn't ready to fall asleep, so I turned on the TV and I ended up watching. I'm pretty sure I'm getting the title right. A show called The Theory of Everything by Stephen Hawking. And uh, it's on Science Channel, and it's just him talking about the universe, essentially. 
Oh, uh, cool. did it did it melt your brain? Oh, dude, it was amazing. It was like <laughs> I was so into it. I was watching everything. Uh, it, they talked. The first one that grabbed me was about black holes and um, how they work and what they were created by, and you know what what's going on. And then the second one was literally about like not the Big Bang, but right after the Big Bang and how things actually started forming and what we think happened. And you know, they're like, you know, everybody that wants to say this is all because of God could definitely be right, but the reason I don't think that it's necessarily because of God is because there's probably tons of universes, and ours just randomly happened to be the one that formed this way, whereas the others didn't necessarily, and they all failed or something along those lines. And Weird. It's just, it's like, it's like hearing somebody speak in uh, kind of like, you know, rudimentary English, if you will, or so, like in a way that I can understand about theories and things that are so far beyond my comprehension is just always amazing to me and the stuff it was awesome it's like an hour an hour and a half long and there's a bunch of, i think there's like four or five episodes probably i watched i think two or three of them before i kind of fell asleep on the couch watching it but that is amazing it's really cool it's called the theory of everything it's on the science channel they talked about time travel in one of them and how time travel would work and the ways we could do time travel like realistically and, and what it would be and is it's very very interesting stuff so check that out as well super cool it's crazy well you know what else has just about everything in the universe in it what news packs yay <laughs> nice job hillary too. yeah i hope hillary is uh is proud of me for that yeah i think she will be okay she good. will be all right so packs is coming up and it's 4 days and like 2,000 panels and 2,500 games. It seems like it's going to be like the craziest one ever. It is. I'm really weary of this uh, this extra day. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and to be honest, like when I was booking everything, I, I kind of forgot that that extra day was there. And I'm like, wait. I think you're wary of this extra day to fill in for Hillary. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I was uh, apprehensive of the extra day. <laughs> yes. There you go. So... Um, it is uh it's just gonna be a lot this year. It's gonna be a whole lot this year. I'm uh <laughs> Do they really expect bad. people to go for all four days? I mean they will, right? Comic Con's yeah, five I mean, days. Yeah, I guess you're right, but it just seems like a lot. It is, but it's gonna be good. And there's a whole lot going on. No, no, so. Comic Con's four days. It is, yeah. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh wow. Do you yeah. think this is going to be a permanent thing, or do you think it's because of the next gen, you know, coming and just there's just too? I think much? it's because it fell on a holiday, uh, or did it fall yeah. on a holiday last year? Uh, I think it it generally falls right around this time, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it, you know, it's gonna it's gonna generate more revenue and da 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 da. They charge yeah. more for tickets, and I, you know, and it's really you know one of the biggest uh, next to E three, one of the biggest of its kind. So I think they're gonna try and milk it for. Well, I think it they can because the E3 is not necessarily this. I think it is almost the biggest of its kind, especially in America, yeah, as far as consumer based yeah. gaming conferences, because most of them are not consumer based. They're either industry based or press based. And this is very much aimed directly at a consumer. So we are uh, doing something fun this year. And um, uh, for the past couple of years, we've been throwing these little uh, pre-packs get-togethers, and we're doing another one this year—a meetup, just, if you will. A meetup, yeah. Do you, not want, do you not want to call it the nap anymore? I think it's fun to call it the nap everywhere else. I think that we <laughs> we know it as a meetup. We okay. just we like to hang out with people and say hi. Yeah, understand. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we're gonna have another uh, meetup 
on uh, Thursday evening. I think it's the 29th of August. Uh, if you're interested in going, then um, you know just keep an eye on our Twitter feed, and we'll give you some um, ideas on how to actually show up and hang out. And it's just a relaxing kind of way to kick off the show and and you know see everybody. Uh, and, and we're excited, so it's yeah. always good to see see faces that are uh, are are nice. I'm so. actually flying in super early just to make it to this thing. So that's awesome. Should be good. And I think and we hope Scott goes. I hope <laughs> yeah, so too. I hope I can go too, but forces much more powerful than myself might prevent me from doing that. But oh, we'll do my best. Um, and I think it's also important to. I mean, because I've been to a couple of these PAX things, and sometimes um, there are parties that right. are like I don't. I want to distinguish our meetup from maybe what the traditional like. Well, that's that's why I think we don't call it a party. We're we're not like yeah. throwing like a crazy like. There's no DJ. Uh, we're not having a ton of free drinks and giveaways. It's just kind of a come and hang out and uh, enjoy some yeah. time before the insanity starts. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having hang out time. before pack starts and and see some people you might um, know from Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Exactly. Um, I guess the first thing to report is that Hillary is on a lot of panels and <laughs> and she was going to be here to talk about them, but I will do my Hillary impression. Um, <laughs> hey guys, I'm Hillary and I'm on a lot of panels. <laughs> Giggle, giggle. Um, oh no! <laughs> so the first, the first panel that I'm on, because I'm Hillary, is uh, the the new version of the foreplay romance and games panel. Well, um, okay. if you guys didn't get a chance to hear the foreplay romance and games panel at PAX East, uh, there is a new version uh, with some new guests, and that's actually going to be at the Wolfman Theater uh, Sunday at seven thirty. And since there is packs on monday it's not one of the late last panels um so that one's a lot of fun we actually recorded the audio for the last one and it's up as an episode i don't remember what number it's like in the 90s someplace i think yeah or something but um oh yeah, yeah those panels are awesome this one is actually going to have uh patrick weeks and karen weeks on it as well as mylin and um Anna, Melissa, and, Anna, Melissa yeah. and, and Hillary. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, that one should be super, super enjoyable. Um, she's on another panel, Hillary, uh, called It's Not Too Dangerous to Go Alone, uh, Finding Bravery to Do It Yourself. And this is all about just being an entrepreneur and um, you know trying to accomplish things on your own. And this one is also with Mylin and Hillary. And um, a bunch of people I don't know, but that one is Raven, the Raven Theater, uh, Monday at 10 a.m. So nice and early, and they're going to be really exhausted, and that'll be funny to see them get to that panel on time. <laughs> and the last one. What about this next one? This is weird because I'm on this one, which <laughs> I was weirded out about. But um, so I'm moderating a panel uh, called Plus Plus 10 Publicity. I need to. Oh, boy. To you are? Man. Yeah, I need, yeah I'm moderating this. a panel. Yeah. <laughs> publicity i'm gonna practice that plus 10 pub- i can't say it <laughs> oh boy. do you want me to get up just to announce the panel yes yeah. please you, you can need to come up to me. say plus 10 pu- pu- oh my god plus i literally can't say it publicity i can say publicity just fine but i cannot say plus 10 publicity <laughs> oh, boy. oh this oh is boy. great I think you should go to this panel just to watch Ash not be able to say the title when he gets up to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I might just skip the plus 10 pulpit. <laughs> I literally can't say it. We're going to have t-shirts um, anyway, for this Anyway, it's panel. about plus 10 publicity. Oh, boy. Uh, don't marketing and promoting your indie game. Uh, and that's uh, with Kelly, who's the indie mega booth overlord, and Hillary and Mylin and uh, Dallas Taylor, who uh, does a lot of sound design, and Sean Barrows and, um, and myself. And uh, that's uh, Monday at 3 p.m. Oh, boy. <laughs> In a broom closet. No, oh, <laughs> come on. In the Wolfman Theater. Uh, that's it's a Wolfman Theater. Um, <laughs> <In a broom laughs> closet. That'd be perfect. Come by and and see if I can say plus ten. Blah, 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 today. Blah, 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 blah. I swear to God, I'll get up and just say the title for you, and then I'll sit back down. <laughs> Please, I need that. I need that. Uh, so that's the the pack stuff that um, that we'll be on. But of course, we'll be running around all weekend and doing all sorts of crazy stuff which we'll announce at a later day because there's even more yeah, there's even more insanities and stuff going on but wait there's more but wait there's more um I have, have like, you guys I have a plan i feel like this year to do something different yeah because last so like the first year that i went i had no fucking clue what i was doing <laughs> and just kind of wandered around with my jaw on the floor with ash like they're just letting us play games yeah <laughs> that was that was a shock. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird to walk up to like the Warner Brothers booth and they'd be like, oh, you're press. Come on over here. And I was like, I don't understand how this works. <laughs> um, and then uh, last time I went was Boston again. And uh, I kind of killed myself to like, not killed myself, but I, I tried very hard to meet with as many people as I could set appointments with and all that stuff. This year, I feel like I'm going to set a plan and a theme i think instead of trying to cover a bunch of stuff i think i want to write like a couple of good articles okay and do them based on a theme so that i could interview or talk to maybe two or three people and then write one article off of that two to three because i get too grandiose sometimes and i cover like 15 things and i'm like i need to write 15 articles and i haven't written 15 articles in a row for this site in a very very long time so like i think that's my goal does that sound like a doable goal guys are you okay with that i like the idea of structuring it like i i i in the camp of like, I'll just set a bunch of appointments and then try and cover them all. And then but you do them cover them like, all. That's the difference. Yeah, but I do it out of like guilt. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I, I played, I played um, electronic jacks, and now I need to write an electronic jacks <laughs> review. And it's like, what the fuck? No one wants to read that. Like, <laughs> sorry, developer of electronic jacks. <laughs> so the new wah, iOS wah. million seller. I, <laughs> electronic jacks <laughs> for connect you just have to like fucking oh. do this oh <laughs> what do you have to do no one can see your visual joke <laughs> oh god you made a noise with it too <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh lord Hillary's not here and masturbation jokes fly I was talking about the game oh the- sorry that's what it was a little mm. ball little ball <laughs> oh god oh boy what are the other are the the spiky things actually jacks. called jacks? Yeah, those, those are the jacks. jacks. The yeah. ball is just called the ball. I would assume. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, they got all creative with the name of the actual jacks, but then they're like, and then the ball is just a it's a ball. We don't I call it like anything. We know so much about games except the very simple ones, the very like, the basics, like jacks. You guys remember pickup sticks? Yeah, I do. Yeah, what a, what a ridiculous <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm gonna bounce this ball. I'm gonna pick up a bunch of sticks. That was start cleaning. Like depression era. Like we're so poor. Here's a bunch of twigs. <laughs> oh 
Oh boy. <laughs> it was pretty much what it was though, right? I mean Yeah, yeah. I mean we don't have anything else except for these twigs. It was the same concept as like some guy who finished playing poker and then just like got mad and threw his cards and then was like, Now we're gonna play fifty two pickup. <laughs> 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 You just oh, got mad so at three of your cards. It's like, yeah, well, we got to pick them up. Pick them up. It's a game. <laughs> this is stupid. Oh, boy. <laughs> so have you guys looked at the PAX 10 yet? No, I haven't. This is the first I've actually even heard of it. I've I know busy. that Gunpoint is one of the PAX 10. Yeah, so I was going to I was gonna mention um, who what, what, what games were going to be on the PAX 10 and, um, and kind of talk about a couple of them. Yeah, I think you guys have actually played more of these than I have, uh, which is crazy. But there's a game called Avalanche 2, Super Avalanche, which is a PC game. The thing I think is interesting about the PAX 10 is that um, it's for a variety of different, um, you know, different platforms. So you have iOS games in here, PC games in here. Uh, there's a game called Badland. It's gorgeous. IOS. It the looks amazing. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Escape Goat 2 for PC, which is a, sort of a puzzle game. Um, Gunpoint, which Scott reviewed for the site and uh, talked oh, about, so editing. good, dude! So really, really good. so much fun. It's a PC game. Um, you have Lovers in a da- in a Dangerous Space Time, which I actually have not heard of, which is a PC and Mac uh, platformer, which is it looks absolutely insane. So that looks pretty cool. A game called Owl Boy, which is uh, an adventure game for PC. And then Matt's favorite, Ridiculous Fishing. Read, read the description because it's perfect. A handcrafted game about fishing with guns, chainsaws, and toasters. <laughs> <laughs> the entire description. <laughs> <That's brilliant. laughs> One sentence. Uh, uh, Rogue Legacy, which is a PC game, which is a roguelike, of course. Uh, Soko ba- Bond, uh, which is a PC, Mac, and Linux game. It's a puzzle game about chemistry. Oh, that looks oh. like... That's Ash's. That oh is Ash's God. favorite thing. Is that the bane of your <laughs> existence? Is chemistry? Got a shudder. Like, like here's a puzzle had... game about chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I died when I read that. But you know, I love that that made it into the PAX 10. It's probably pretty awesome. You know, I'm sure it is. It's just and, not and uh, Towerfall, which is PC and Ouya. Ouya. and Hurdle. Uh, really 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 positive stuff about towerfall actually i think uh ashley birch talked about that a bit when she was on our show one time oh yeah so, um towerfall looks to be pretty awesome so that's the pax 10 i'm interested to play i've played a handful of these but i want to play all of them and and look at them and see why they were yeah. um the 10 best indie games of the year so according to 50 industry experts not ourselves <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to qualify that. Just let people think we were one of those industry experts. We picked the PAX 10. Uh, yes. That's a little. I think you've gone too far. Just dial it back a little bit in the middle now. Where's the I middle ground? PAX 10. No. No. That's wrong. That's perfect. I broke the dam. If Ash picked the PAX 10 and Sokoban made it in, that would be the most amazing thing ever created. <laughs> oh my God! Just throw this game. <laughs> not that it's not a good game. I have no idea. I'm just saying Ash hates puzzle games. <laughs> mm. I'm still trying to say plus 10 publicity. There, I can go. say it. You got slow. it. Is that not a tongue twister? Tell me the plus truth. Plus 10 publicity? Plus <laughs> 10 publicity. Say, see, Scott kind of stumbled a little bit. Yeah. But I'm drunk all the time, you know? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Weird admission. <laughs> plus 10 publicity. All right. Uh, you sound so like was... Admiral Akbar saying it. <laughs> 
I don't know. Plus yeah. time publicity. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know who's going to be super pissed is is Mylin because she yes. like great pride in naming these things. I'm yes. Be like, all right, welcome everyone to plus ten. Uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> oh, oh you know what you should do? You should pre-record just the title, and then just be like, hey everybody, welcome to. Plus ten publicity, <laughs> and then I like, keep going. <laughs> and every time you have to say it, just replay the title. I honestly think my opening will be about how I can't say the name of this panel. So does she God. know what she's gotten herself into with you moderating this panel? She's. I think she's um, nervous uh. <laughs> for you to moderate it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah, I'm, I will not let it be a boring panel. Let's put it that way. No, that's. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. If you can just get past the title, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring a boombox and just play Panama by Van Halen. Yes! <laughs> Please. I'll air guitar. Sean will dance with me. I know he will. Sean will dance. Oh, yeah. I'll get up and air guitar. It'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, see, now this is going to be a great panel. <laughs> solved. Solved all the problems. All right, guys. Let's take a break. Everybody's going to think that sounds edited because that's what usually happens. Yeah. Is like we're talking and then it dies and then like a new volume hits. It's like, oh, that's not edited. I really cut us off there. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a break and come back and we're going to talk about Dragon's Crown and Elysium. All right. So, um, Dragon's Crown just came out, and it's um, Atlas and Vanillaware put this out. It's a PS3 and PS Vita exclusive, so you're not going to see it on your PC, and you're not going to see it on your Xbox One or your Xbox 360 or anything like that. So, you got to have a PlayStation. Um, if you haven't seen the art for Dragon's Crown, it's been the source of a lot of controversy because the, the females are uh, drawn <laughs> at the oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> no really this has been uh... like a hotbed of controversy because uh let's put it this way one of the female characters um has an exceptionally large rump and um one of the other female characters has um she has an ample uh an ample upper chest region and um she does not appear so- to be wearing a lot of clothing well, to yeah. be fair, though, the guys aren't wearing... Oh, they're in full suits of armor. Never. I was going to say, this clothing is not <laughs> suitable for combat. If you yeah, yeah. So the art design is questionable, right? So, But if you if you want to overlook that and just look at the gameplay mechanics and the actual game itself, and um, it's it's a lot of fun. So uh, Dragon's Crown is a, an old-fashioned kind of uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up, um, similar to good old uh, Turtles in Time or, or oh, Bad Dudes okay. or... Golden Golden Axe, which is the ultimate classic, right? And even one of my favorites. Do you guys remember uh, Aliens vs. Predator that Capcom put out? No. Uh, oh, my God. A side-scrolling so beat-em-up Aliens vs. Predator? It was so amazing. They had it at one arcade um, when I was a kid. I was probably, I don't know, maybe 12, something like that. But it was incredible. You could play as two different Predators um, and I think two or three different Marine characters. And you would work together to fight fight off the aliens but it was a capcom side scrolling beat em up hmm. um, i used to love these games more than anything uh and and to be honest 
I haven't played a really good one since Castle Crashers. I think all of us have at least dabbled in Castle Crashers, and it's a yep. phenomenal experience. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that this game was coming out ages ago, I was really just like incredibly excited to see what it was going to be. Um, and they did a great job with it. There are six different character classes. All of them have strengths and weaknesses. Um, there are um, I, there's an elf who has like specializes in ranged attacks, and there's a, a sorceress who is one of the characters um, with the, the controversy surrounding her because she's not wearing much clothes. Um, there's an Amazon who's a, a melee character, a female melee character, a fighter who's like this big bulky tank character. Um, a uh, wizard who kind of specializes in area of effect and a uh, dwarf who can do, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff like throw characters and things like that. Um, the game I've probably put maybe at this point, I want to say five or six hours into it okay. at the most. Um, but it's neat because, you know, whereas those old games there, there were no sorts of levels or loot or anything like that. Well, they implemented all that into this beat up formula. So you have, uh, you can level up and get experience and get treasure when you go through maps and then you can allocate your points and, you know, put points into like, for instance, I'm playing as the archer or the elf character and I can add more arrows for my quiver so that I have to pick up less arrows that people drop and I can fire faster. Uh, you know, you can unlock different attacks like slide attacks and uppercuts and, and things like that. There's a lot of depth to dragon's crown. Um, I think it would be best played with a group of people. Uh, the narrative is super weak. It's really, really based. <laughs> just, you know, there's... Is it reading? Is it text? Um, it, there is a narrator, so he'll oh. read text to you, which is kind of neat. He'll be like, you enter, you know, you enter the, the guild hall. There's a, a man in gleaming armor in front of you. Yeah. So that's kind of... I like that a lot. Um, but uh, it's neat, because every time you finish a mission, you show up in a pub... And you can, uh, you know, identify magic items and equip them on your character, and then you go, you know, deeper. Kind of sounds like D and D, sort of. It is. It's set up very much like a D and D campaign. Um, big complaints: the levels are all short, um, so the dungeons are maybe between ten and fifteen minutes long each, which kind of reminds. Like uh, thinking back on it, like when you played those old beat 'em up games, that's how long they were, though. Like if you think of. <laughs> One that pops into my head with with Turtles in Time is there's a Turtles in Time um, level where you're on like I think pirate ships. Yes, and and I was thinking back because I remember playing that level so many times as a kid. Uh, it's only like you know five, ten, fifteen minutes long, and so the levels are all like that. Um, there are a lot of secrets and such to unlock in the game, which are great. There's like different areas in the map which you can actually kind of scroll over with a cursor and you have this thief guy that's with you all the time and he does all your unlocking and everything. So he can unlock different parts of the map that you can go back to and um, find new treasure chests and puzzles and stuff to unlock. So if you like side scrolling beat em up games, this is like the, the golden side. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is awesome. If you like that stuff in terms of the combat mechanics, it's very, very simple. There's uh you know, maybe three different buttons to use. Um, you're not going to get, you know, major combos. You know, you're not going to be learning like uh, crazy Mortal Kombat style combos in a game like this. So it's simple. Um, but so it's would you good. say like the appeal is more of like the leveling up and sort of the nostalgic aspect of like the game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there isn't much depth. I mean, there's a little <laughs> bit under the here, but in terms of depth, you're not going to unlock something on your character that's um, completely like game breaking, right? Mm-hmm. So 
the fun of the game is probably um, you know getting with two of your best friends and just running through a bunch of dungeons and hacking stuff up. Sounds I mean, that's cool. really how the game is is sounds supposed to cool. be designed. Um, that being said, like I hate to say, this shouldn't be a sixty dollar title, but it probably shouldn't be a sixty dollar title. Um, it's a it full be, game. It's a full game. Yeah, I thought it's you were a, talking about a downloadable oh, title. Yeah, I oh, know this is a full game. Yeah, um, it it, uh, it should probably be like forty bucks. Yeah, this is a uh, retail, so you know. Whoa. Oh wow. Yeah, it's retail. It's uh, you know fifty nine ninety nine, and uh, it's uh, you know. It, but I think the thing that's really you you should kind of respect about this game is it's all hand drawn. There's a uh, little to no three D in this at all, so it's a very kind of nostalgic, okay. old school feel. So, um, like almost it looks like you know cell animation, which is really pretty. So. But yeah, so I, you know, if you if you love that kind of stuff, which I do, um, definitely pick up Dragon's Crown for PS3. And if you have friends that actually will want to, you know, hop on with you, then I think it'll be even more enjoyable. Sweet. Huh. Yeah, it's good. Hi. Hi. Hey, what's up, hey guys? To the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You've only missed most of it. <laughs> i'm so sorry guys i was texting ash this morning and i'm like so the only thing i could talk about was i worked yeah <laughs> and that's okay. it it's okay I did, I did your pax panel um announcement for you in yeah. your voice, so. so i was really excited to see this next one um elysium directed by neil blomkamp who also wrote this. He was the writer and director of District 9. He was supposed to be on the Halo project, or he was supposed to direct the Halo movie that never that never came to. Um, and this is his latest. And it's starring Matt Damon, Jodie Foster, and Charlotte Copley from District 9 as well. Wow, you can say his name? Charlotte Copley? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. It might be Copley. That's a hard name I'm to say. pretty sure it's Copley. Uh, either way. Either way, I, I nailed it. That's how good you did, I You did nail it. Plus 10 publicity. Uh, <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> um, refuse. But the story kind of follows an earth that's been divided. There's the haves and the have-nots. The have-nots are down on earth, um, kind of dealing in like really poor situations, a lot of poverty, um, no real medical help, a lot of drugs and theft and crime going on. It seems borderline lawless, except for the fact that there is very much a prison system and like robots running the police state that they kind of live in. It's it's weird. It, it felt like hmm. you could get away with a lot of crime, but you could also get like seriously punished for it. It was kind of what they were hinting at yeah, absolutely. Um, with Matt Damon's character, Max. And uh, the haves live up on this kind of space station called Elysium, um, which is man-made and just kind of the perfect version of everything. Sickness doesn't exist on it. You don't age. There's like these machines that that automatically heal you or get rid of any problems you have. I didn't understand that you don't age thing that much, but I, I think they meant that you don't age quickly. I guess. I think right? it. I think those machines actually like they they slow the aging process. Right. You so can they, still the age. cellular damage you get from aging. They they make that stop happening. But you still so. age because there was old people there. Yes. You know. I mean. True. I think. We saw. Old. We didn't see old people. I don't know. They don't really. Don't Elysium is like probably only about twenty percent of the movie. Like eighty percent of the movie takes place in Los Angeles, on the uh, on Earth. Um, but yeah, it follows the story of Max, who is an ex-con trying to like 
turn right and basically he's got a job working at this big factory that makes the robots that that police the the country and actually kind of do everything they were like doctors police uh, army uh servants like yeah, yeah. bodyguards they, they were everything um and he's working on building these these robots or is part of the factory that builds these robots and then something horrible happens to him, and then that's where the movie kind of kicks off. Is he finds yeah. out he's going to die soon, and the only way he can survive is if he gets to Elysium. And what you see in the trailer, so what you see in the trailer, yeah, it's not a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, honestly, real quick, is um, I really find myself enjoying just looking at the world before the plot of the movie ever really kicked in, before there were any circumstances, you know, or, or any any character motivation for him at all, just watching him go to work yeah. and watching um, how beautiful, in, in a sad way, the future Los Angeles was. I really, really love just, like, looking at it all. I mean, it was visually, it was just a gorgeous film. There's a thing, I think this is where, like, you talk, we, we, we weirdly do not talk about movies when we see them together anymore. I know I used to say, like, we shouldn't talk until we get to the podcast, but mm-hmm. now we just don't. Like, we walk yeah, out of yeah. movies, we literally say almost nothing to each other about the movie. <laughs> I save then, it all. Yeah, we save <laughs> it all, and then we'll talk about it here, which is weird, but the one thing we did say, or you said, was, like, you know, uh, Neil Blomkamp has an eye for making gorgeous movies, and I think not only that, I think he has the ability to to create this world where you feel like there's a lot more going on. Like there's a whole world, like like you know, like you'd said. I think that is not in the podcast, but you said that um, we only see L.A., but yet I am absolutely positive that there's the rest of the world oh, there yeah. that like mm-hmm. is all living in poverty and dealing with these things and looking up at Elysium and like there's there's a million other Maxes out there is kind of what it felt like to me. Yeah, know? absolutely. Um, he he's just really good at creating. He did the same thing in District Nine, where you you really focused on like three or four characters, but yet you feel like there's tons of stories going on around these three or four characters. It doesn't feel like you're just living in this tiny little shot of a world. Um, but yeah, so uh, movie, you know, the, it kind of kicks in at that point. There's a lot of action, a lot of fighting. One of the most mind blowing things to me the entire time was uh, I did not for a second not believe that those robots were real <laughs> like, oh my gosh they looked incredible <laughs> they, looked, they looked so incredible it I, like part of me wanted to be like how do you build a space station and a bunch of robots and then shoot a movie <laughs> on it like they looked flawless like flawless visuals i mean just unbelievable yeah, if there were if they actually had created i mean i don't know like if some of them were practical effects and some were visual effects i could not tell the difference no so, I mean, there was probably a blend of, of both, uh, you know, of actual models awesome. and such, but I, I had no idea which was which. So, yeah, it was really neat. It was it was it was awesome. Um, I really my I really only have a few maybe negative remarks about the movie that because I don't want to spoil too much. Like, I don't know what I can talk about without spoiling it. Um, that there's really only two, and <laughs> I know what one of them is. <laughs> this God. is the one thing we could not. Um, keep from saying last night uh, and i'm gonna this is gonna ruin it for you hillary because you're gonna focus on it when you see the movie and i apologize but that it looks like mass effect no well, there's a little bit it, of that too. there's a little bit of that but that doesn't okay it's not that's not if anything that's like a like a nod and a wink not not so much a straight up stolen from it's not robocop you know which is straight up n7 armor that the guy's walking out in uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh no um uh jody foster's choice of dialect Uh-oh. is the weirdest thing i have ever heard <laughs> in my she entire life an accent yeah. like 
just created some weird I, I don't even understand like what it was supposed to be. It was yeah. like so, so like Deanna Troy. No, worse than that. Much worse. Because Troy, because Deanna Troy, you could just, you know, after a while, you're like, oh, she's, you know, she has a weird Deanna Troy accent. This is like French mixed with. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Old we English. Out, I said to Ash, I said, so is that what Jodie Foster thinks people sound like in the future? Like, <laughs> it's like this weird, overpronounced. Wee wee. No, no, it's like. Uh, we are going to do this and you will do this if we do. And you're like, what is she saying? Like, it's just like, everything's like over pronunciated and, and like weirdly specifically said. And it's uh, really weird, like a really weird choice. Yeah. The only thing Melissa, Melissa made the point that she actually naturally has a Southern accent, right? Or does she not? I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think she does have a Southern accent. I don't think it, it, is she it, real. It, maybe she's uh, not a real person. Maybe that's maybe, the problem. Maybe that's Jodie Foster is not a real person. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> oh no! Didn't uh, she have some yeah. crazy speech? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. What what accent was she using in her crazy speech? Crazy. Yes. She had like a crazy like I might be a lesbian speech at the Oscars, yes. and it was it was really weird. I it, it's just the it was a weird choice, and it. it stuck out like a sore thumb every time she's on screen like she yeah. comes on the screen and says something and you're like oh what, what the hell is going on with her voice like it pulls you right out of the movie which it really shouldn't um there are a ton of accents in the movie ash and and chrissy did note this to that or christina talked about this a little bit is that it's kind of hard to follow at times because there's there's like charlotte copley is south african and does not change his accent for the movie he is very much South African in the movie. There's a lot of Hispanic accents. There's French accents. There's Jodie Foster weird future talk accent. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like Matt Damon who talks just like Matt. Da- like it's and I think that's, <laughs> just I, like Matt Damon. <laughs> well, I think the point the point being that like that is in, so Matt Damon. <laughs> well, Neil Blomkamp's like vision of this is that like the world has turned into like one gigantic melting pot. Like yeah, and there is no sense of country anymore like everybody kind of like la was essentially mexico like honestly i I think they everybody spoke spanish everybody did and it was it was like weird like i think his point is that you know things are gonna get so bad it's not gonna matter anymore like we're all gonna be one big blended world essentially i got it well i mean like that's true today in california like not not being mexico la is mexico (laughs) no no not that part but the fact that you can walk you can go to a store in any in any city in California or even small towns and you will encounter several different accents. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's true today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what he's saying is that like, this is just going to keep expanding to the point where there's kind of no, no borders anymore or whatnot. Right. But, um, uh, the other weird thing in the movie, and this wasn't necessarily bad. It just was weird to me. And we didn't actually talk about this, Ash, is that some of it is really like cartoonish almost like, Spider, the gray. Oh, some of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the characters are weirdly, like, super overblown. Like, even Charlotte Copley's, like, bad guy character and the guy who plays Spider, they're just very, like... uh, They're over the top. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, way over the top. Um, It's not bad. I don't know if you disliked it, Ash. Some of the performances are the only things that, that they were on my negative list as well. Like... And not to say that it was poorly acted by any means. It's yeah. just it was just odd. Like yeah. it was just really odd. Like 
I am I'm usually very very good uh, at at recognizing what people are saying with strange accents and stuff. But sometimes Spider would speak, yeah, and I and like oh, I'm like I have no fucking clue. Like <laughs> I have no idea what he was saying, and I bet you ninety percent of the audience didn't either. Like he was just shouting like blah blah. Yeah. Like, what it, what was that? I have no idea what you're saying. So yeah, I mean the performances were a little strange, but but um it was still great. So, do you have any anything that any thoughts, Ash? That I did? Uh, I mean, my big thing is um, I love, love, love the tech in this film. Um, oh so they there's so many, not only the the robots and such, but uh, there are a lot of weapons and stuff in 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 this movie that I've never seen in any other film. Like they have these little discs that like latch onto your body and like make you explode. The movie is gory, gory. As, Probably one of the goriest films yes. I've seen in theaters in wow. years. Not um, for children. Mm. Tons yeah. of cussing and super gory. Like yeah, there's amazing. a scene where a guy catches a shrapnel from a grenade in his face, and they do this strange camera move where you actually see his face kind of get like grenaded. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's just yeah, like it's yeah. intense. Like people get shot with these these guns that just kind of rip you to pieces, and they yeah. show the pieces flying in every direction. A lot of exploding bodies, like yeah, like multiple <laughs> multiple exploding bodies. Yeah, it, 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 it hmm. it's pretty intense. Um, but the technology and such is really brilliantly done. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of you know, there's a lot of things we've seen in other films, but they fly around in this really neat kind of. Um, uh, aliens esque drop ship. Yeah. They're flying around like old blown up LA and they're sending out these drones and they it's just neat, you know, there's a lot of really neat technology to kind of gawk at and be like, wow, you know, does stuff like this exist or will it exist one day? So yeah. if you're a, a tech nerd, you'll probably love just like looking at how everything I don't know, works. Scott. Will it exist someday? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Scott knows. Um but yeah, overall, I would say super entertaining. I actually really liked the movie. It was a little mixed between, I think, the wives and the husbands. I don't know what Christina felt like. Melissa thought it was okay, but didn't really love it. She was just kind of like, meh, it was all right. Um, but the things that took her out of it were really weird. It was like, like you're not going to be able to download somebody's information to your brain. And I'm like... <laughs> Why is that bothering In the you? future oh. world, <laughs> where there's robots running around and a guy has a mech suit attached to his body, you're worried about them downloading information to a brain. Yeah, okay, like, I'm sure. done. I'm checking out. <laughs> and she even said, she was like, you know, I shouldn't have this complaint, but it just stuck. It was just one of the things that stuck out to her. Um, but yeah, like acting choices aside, I thought the movie was super entertaining and I, I actually really liked it. It was a good follow-up for that director from District 9. So. Cool. Yeah. All right, so we're back with our nerd-appropriate question of the week, which is about living forever. So the question was, uh, would you want to live forever? If so, uh, what would you do with your newfound immortality? And uh, people like this one. We got a lot of uh, varying responses to this question, which I was really surprised. I figured everyone would want to live forever, but people um, seem to really like their mortality, which is strange. I think... I thought you were going to say like death. I'm like, huh? Really like dying. No. Um, <laughs> no we got a lot of really, really great and uh, some poignant responses here. So good stuff. Starting with Patrick Weeks with a poignant response. Well, first he references Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is uh-huh. fine. I, I, I appreciated it. But then he said, seriously, 
no, I want to live this life as best I can and then see what comes next. Hmm. Which is awesome. That guy. Always he has an adventurer spirit. He does. And then uh, Eric Halston, who's uh, at Eric Halston on Twitter, says, Exactly, you lovely old face. Uh, I figure 500 to 1,000 years is about right. I can skip the heat death of the universe. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. He was actually referring to uh, the, the Highlander uh, quote or the YouTube video that Patrick Weeks put in. At first. At first. Just explaining, guys. He didn't just say exactly out of nowhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so Richard, uh, Ingham says initially life forever means you can outlast many things, but then you look back and realize it's a curse reference TMNT. I can't remember who says Teenage that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is yes. it Shredder well, or, is I, yeah. it, or was it Splinter who said that? Sounds like something Splinter would say. Yeah. yeah it really I remember is. it, but I don't remember who said it. So Jennifer R at Jenny the Pirate says too many wardrobe updates. And at some point the people... You get your jokes are all dead. Oh, <laughs> sad. You'd reference things and people would be like, "What?" And you're like, I <laughs> "If I live forever, I would so not have too many. Do- I would always wear a black pocket tee and probably a pair of jeans." <laughs> <laughs> because just, jeans were popular like a hundred years ago. They're still going to be popular. Jeans will be popular forever. No, they won't. Mark my words. This is a time capsule. Hey, in the I've seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and I know what people wear in the future. Like Moomoo's, giant yeah. Moomoo. I'm like, sure they said that about corsets too. Like foam tunics. <laughs> Someone take this next. One. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Kyle Holt she said corset. <laughs> at Keel Hall says possibly among other things, I'd probably write a multi-volume history of our species, which sounded less dorky in my head. I think that's perfectly acceptable. I it's, love that response. I thought that was a great one. You All could right, do Natalie... like a very long science project over the course of your right? immortality. Be pretty accurate too, because you're yeah. writing and that's happening. So good idea. Okay, so Natalie, who is amazing, who um, you should go check out her article on the site about GamerX. Number She's one amazing. This week. It's true. Uh, so her Twitter handle is at StumpyNat. She said, "If I get to be the space pope, sure, I'd be down with immortality. <laughs> I'd rule the galaxy with an iron fist and force lightning. I love her." <laughs> I would let awesome. Natalie be my space pope. That's yeah. acceptable. Oh, yeah. Let's just vote her space pope now. Okay. All right. Natalie Done. is space pope. Done. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> uh, Chris Abarrows at SJB's Mama. Prob not. Probably not. Everybody says prob. I write it. Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> would be awesome to experience everything, but there's enough in life that makes me glad I only have one to live. Hmm. As far as we know. So are we allowed to accept a middle ground for this answer? Because I don't know that I'd want to live forever. Right. Maybe just a a while. A while? A while. Yeah. You can always throw yourself in like an incinerator. Well, but you didn't really, you didn't really answer that, Ash. Like, can, can we, do we live forever period? No matter what, we can't kill ourselves. Well, I never set the parameters and I was really shocked at how, at how people, like how deeply people thought about this. Yeah. They're like, oh, wait. Am I completely immortal? Yes. Or like, I'm like, I don't care. Just answer what you want. It doesn't matter to me. I don't this care. isn't really gonna. Ugh. This is gonna fucking happen. It's like I'm not like bestowing <laughs> immortality upon you. Oh, could you? <laughs> no, but that does segue pretty well what? into my answer. Um, my answer. I always joke with my wife that I'm like 99% serious. Um, I want to be cryogenically frozen when I die. Cool. Like Walt Disney. Be- 
Yeah, because like Demolition it, Man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, a little bit a like movie. Demolition Man. But when when I was in college, I used to have really terrible stage fright uh, before I got to college, and, and then I learned to, to speak in front of people, and now I'm okay with it. Uh, but I had a speech class, and my final project for my speech class was uh, a 10-minute presentation on whatever we wanted to do. And I did mine on cryogenics. I don't know why I chose that, but I did. Um, and I did all this research about this company that does it in Arizona. And uh, I learned all about it. And it's really fascinating. It's super expensive. And it totally doesn't work yet. And basically, you're just giving them a lot of money to put you in like a little, you know, little Zip can someplace. Bag. Yeah, pretty much a Ziploc bag. Uh, but I always joke. I'm like, yeah, just freeze me. Why not? And, and see what happens when they can thaw me out and fix what, whatever was wrong with me. So... Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's an idea. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Huh. So your answer is yes. <laughs> yes. I was going to ask, <laughs> and I, I think you skirted around the question, but I was going to ask, do you think it's, do you think the brain is like capable of handling, you know, living for, I don't know, 300 years plus something like that you know yes you think so do you, you don't think some kind of like um dementia would set in as far as like just like having to catalog so many like hundreds of years of experiences like you don't think that would be i i think dementia isn't that that's not the word i meant to use i'm just saying like... no i know but I'm, I'm just saying like i think i think that it could catalog as much as as you would expect it to if that makes any sense. I know that that sounds like a really stupid statement, but I think if the expectation is that your consciousness knows that you're living for a really long time, I have a feeling that your brain would support it. But we're programmed to, like, as soon as we open our eyes on this planet, it's almost like you have less than 100 years. But wouldn't Go. you not, you're not going to catalog everything. You don't now. No, you, it's like RAM. So you, you, you have memories that, you'll, that you will remember for a while. It may not always be forever but you're going to remember them for a while. And then some of them get erased as time goes on. Some of them aren't even real memories. They're basically implanted stories that you've heard so many times or that you've talked about enough yes. that they become memories. So it's like the reality, your reality would probably constantly shift as you continue to grow. But also your brain's organic, and that would wear down over time. It'd have well, to. I mean, if you were immortal, we, I think that part is okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying as far as like, like taking in so many experiences, I wonder if there's a a side effect to that but like i'm overload. sure it changes you yeah something i don't know maybe it's outside like, of the well, scope and that's of why discussion. that's that's why you know like immortal people are generally evil right and in why stories? do you think old people are so cranky they're is just that... so jaded and like oh, my God. they've seen everything a million no. times but isn't because their bodies are their body is betraying them that's why but isn't that like <laughs> aren't you aren't like what you're referring to, Scott, is basically like PTSD, right? Like brain overload. Like you, you've oh. experienced something that you can no longer comprehend or handle. Yeah, or so maybe many I was just saying, does it change you to live forever? No. I think it would. In terms of personality, yeah. I think it would. You, would you, you wouldn't interpret reality the same way as everyone else does. Because we still, like part of, part of growing as, as a human being is experiencing new things all the time. That way you have excitement and and you know, and, and all these new emotions. But if you've already experienced all of them, I think eventually you're just going to kind of be like this sullen kind Sociopath. of sociopath. Sad. Ah. Yeah. yeah. See, like I don't, I don't subscribe to that idea that you'll have a lack of new experiences because if you were to live forever, you would be meeting all of the new generations of people, which would then catalyze like new experiences. I don't think that's 
what the problem would be. I think that we all know that we're finite. So to be the, to be thinking all of a sudden as being infinite, I think that that changes things. And that, yeah, but I'm, that perspective, I'm getting frozen. I'm getting frozen. Yeah, so Ash, Ash has yeah. a good solution. Yeah, maybe we should move yourself. on. I okay. <laughs> I know one thing for sure. Ash totally thought that we would have this in depth of a conversation about <laughs> immortality. <laughs> Hey, this could have been a question about burritos. It was really close to being a burrito question. You guys, it's really important to have the sour cream and the guacamole in their burrito. I'm not even kidding. I had the burrito question in Twitter about to hit submit, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about this <laughs> for half an hour. Next week, we are talking about burritos. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, burritos should not have rice, period. Anyway. So who who's going to read this mushy uh, four-response four thing here oh. from, from our friends? Oh. Somebody's got to read. Do you want? Do we want to act it? No, I'll be Denise. Okay. And, uh, oh, Scott, I see this. <laughs> I think Matt should be Nate because Matt, Matt should be Nate. Matt is Nate. Right? All right. I'll be Denise. All right. Because oh. I know Denise won't get mad at me. We're gonna set the scene. The question has been asked. This is Nate's first response. Depends on some circumstances. Do I continue to age, or am I locked in time as how old I am right now? And then you answered, and you said, so nothing kills me billions of years from now when the universe is unlovable, I still remain. I think he meant livable, but he yeah. wrote lovable. It's fine. <laughs> it's just a mistype. It's no big deal. And then his, his girlfriend, Denise Kwan, who's at Denise Kwan on Twitter, replies, would you really want to live forever without me, though, Nate? Winky it's a face. trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Nate responds, this is my conundrum. I would say no, but if I did, the first thing I would do is figure out how to keep you with me. And then I say, as Denise, yeah, you'd be bored for an eternity. Let's be real here. And And scene. scene. (laughs) Yes, very good. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. I'm I'm clapping here. Hold on. Improv theater. Yep. I'm doing a little bow. Slow bow. (laughs) All right. So nerd appropriate players. Yes. All right. So King Jimmy at Drakmarth says, uh, I think we all know what would happen and it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> what would so happen? Mysterious. Yeah, what would no, happen? I'm, I'm really curious what would happen now. <laughs> he's like, he, he likes to be like, he's like evil. I mean, he's <laughs> awesome, but he's like evil. So he'd turn into like a supervillain. Wow. He probably would be a supervillain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see him with like one eyebrow raised. Yeah. But like a super, but like a super witty, like funny, awesome supervillain that you're like, I just can't help but love you. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Would he be yeah. King King Jimmy? <laughs> You're all welcome for that. <laughs> Justin Banks at Midtown 583 says, yes, I'd live a la the Wizard of Oz, mystifying the public with parlor tricks. I like it. I, like I want to know idea. which Wizard of Oz he's going to be from the original series or is he going to be uh, Pineapple Express Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Franco. <laughs> One character. <laughs> one character um, I think the 39 version Yeah, I hope Chris so. Taylor at Shockwaver a uh, friend of the show says long lifespans sure but living until the eventual heat death of the universe no way so many heat deaths of the universe I know I we think everybody watched that one minded crowd. Yes. I think it's because that episode of Into the Wormhole or whatever just aired like not too long ago well I was, I was going to say this leads to mine because before I watched the the Stephen Hawking show last night, I probably would have been like, yeah, I'd be interested to see what happens. And then I watched the Stephen Hawking uh, show last night and I was like, oh my God, the sun's going to explode and kill us all. So <laughs> I think uh, I'm, I'm cool with, with uh, like, I'd like to live a little longer. I'd like to see, yeah. I'm too like 
tech minded. Wait, you don't, you don't, you don't think that we'd all be in spaceships by then? There's no way that we would like knowing that the sun's going to blow up. There's no Where way are we that we're going to go. We're going to find another planet, a la Battlestar Galactica. If the sun blows up, everything dies. <laughs> we'd have in to, our, in we'd our have to find another galaxy. solar system. Yeah, yeah no, like our, yeah. There's we'd like have, hundreds of millions and millions and billions and quadrillions and bajillions of universes. I mean, sorry, galaxies everywhere. There's so you, gotta you be have a full place. potential of floating around forever in a spaceship Dude, and never looking finding for a new home. Live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my horrible battle start. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it I got it too. You don't have to. You don't have to backtrack yeah. on that. Uh, Amanda T at Fluid Fire says no because I think I would become too jaded. Could a person dream the same way if they knew they could just wait and see? Ooh, mm. good so question. You could be the creator still. Ah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So Andrew Baker, a Baker. <laughs> And seven. I'm Check not going to read that two H next there. Oh, good. Yeah, well, I'm good. Kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 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 Okay. Since everyone I love would die around me. Oh, sad. Um, I'd do all I could to leave the planet and explore space and time like the doctor. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to assume that his doctor uh, has enough money apparently to explore space and time. Is that what I'm to understand from the <laughs> <Yes>. sentence? <laughs> yeah. In the TARDIS. He's what? In the TARDIS. <laughs> no, that was a bad joke. Move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Andrew Baker, right? Nope. No, at Carlo at platinum fists. Thank you. Um, Off says, the rails. probably not too much time on my hands, which would be spent trying to find ways to pass the time. Retirement. Never. Hmm. You got, I mean, you could keep doing stuff if you live forever, you know? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You have to give up on life and sit in a chair. You probably have a super <laughs> awesome gamer score, too. Yeah, your gamer score right? would be ridiculous. Uh, Eric, echap33, says, Absolutely, I wouldn't be a depressed recluse. Uh, it would be an eternal party with endless adventures. That's a good way of Yay. looking at it. Yay. Yeah. I like that answer. All right, so TGS at FL Todd says, you mean I'm not immortal already? In that case, I'd somehow ensure they, didn't, they don't screw up Star Wars year after year after year after year. <laughs> His one goal in life. <laughs> it's a noble goal. I'm here on this planet to make sure Star Wars is treated correctly. <laughs> You're just this crazy like hobo that shows up on set and just like, I'm just here checking on Star Wars, you guys. It'd be great if Todd was the only immortal person and then they would go back. (laughs) There would be this Star Wars documentary and like in the background of every photo, it would be like him, you know, (laughs) making sure that Star Wars was like the way it was supposed to be. No, and then they'd like circle the shadowy picture of him and call him a Sasquatch. He'd be like an observer. You know what I mean? From Fringe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jenkins at Cloglip says, are we talking Jack Harkness? Wolverine style unkillability? Sure. Uh, I would dive into the deepest oceans and ride a rocket into space. Awesome. Shit. Sounds like a party. Yeah. Didn't Wolverine do that in one of the comics? Hook onto a rocket and go into space? <laughs> I haven't read that one, but <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> Was he wearing a cowboy hat and chaps? Let's see. <laughs> All right. So Lissabits at Lissabits says, maybe I'm so curious about the future and where we go. It bums me out that I won't be around when we find the mass relays. Yep. Synthesis. Yep. All the way. Yeah. Um, Rasmus. Yeah. See how I just went over that? Rasmus uh, says, now life is sweet. 
And what it brings, I tried to take, but loneliness, it wears me out. It lies in wait. R.E.M. R.E.M. It's a song quote. That or he wrote that while dreaming. Did Rasmus add no to the end of the Yeah. Okay. Okay. His answer is no. His his answer is no. Yes. Yes. Mm. No, yes. Those are awesome, guys. Thank you so much for those. It's a really, like, really uh, amazing Super, like, introspective, yeah. Yeah, like super smart. So wait, Ash is the only one who really answered the question, right? No, I answered. Of us? Did you? I said yeah. I would like to live for a while. Oh. And I, I said that I said that I yeah, I kind of agreed with Scott in a sense that I'd like to see like what comes, like the things that I can anticipate now, I'd like to see what happens from them, but I don't necessarily want to live forever. Okay, well no one asked me and I would say I would take <laughs> immortality with with yeah, I would love it. Yep, I'm, in. I'm <laughs> totally in. If, I would love it. And can I just say that I'm yes. I'm very proud of us that we made it through this entire discussion without talking about vampires. Oh. Do you know that that I was just gonna say? I it? know that's why that's why I, I waited know. to see what you said, and then I and then I said that, but you yeah, didn't bring it totally up. I would totally do it. No, I w- okay. I'm gonna take that off the table. I would totally do it because I would love I love the idea that you could sit around your house and play video games for as long as you want without the guilt and the pressure of doing work. <laughs> Or anything else because you're like, Wait, why don't I, you know, I got, I got time. Me? Yeah, you can. But yeah, I mean, but you can also work a lot. Like I worked 16 hours yesterday and I have no guilt about that because I'm not wasting my life. I don't have life to waste. I have all have the life time. I want. Yeah, you would right. be, instead of being a tourist of the world, you would be a tourist of time. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would, I would absolutely take that like both hands like i'd be like yes me i want it all right both hands i've been practicing both 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 <laughs> but i i said both yeah i didn't say both no i yeah. said i said i've been practicing oh, okay, okay this makes me weary guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> all right that's the episode ash close it out all right, this is episode 116 of the Rated NA podcast. As always, you can find us at Nerd Appropriate on Twitter, and you can send us all emails. Uh, it's Matt, Hillary, 1L, Scott, and Ash at nerdappropriate.com. Uh, you can head on over to our Facebook page and um, leave a message for us there. We have some pictures and stuff up for you guys to check out, and that's slash Nerd Appropriate on Facebook. And we have Goodreads and Google Plus and all sorts of other stuff and places you can find us as well. So watch come Twitter hang out and Facebook for the Goodreads Hangout. It's going to come soon, probably in the next week. Yes, absolutely. And as always, our music is by Big Giant Circles, who's Mr. Jimmy Henson. And thank him again for our awesome theme song. He's got a new album coming out, so keep an eye out. Yes, yes, I'm excited for the new album. And uh, we'll have some more information about our uh, pre-PAX gathering and some other stuff in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. Yay! 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 Bye, everyone! Hi. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You've only missed most of it. I did your PAX panel um, announcement for you.
It yeah. is a horse. So. He yeah, did, I, think I, I think I said giggle, giggle. He did say giggle, giggle. Well, I can't say Hillary. giggle, giggle. You I'm can't say plus 10 publicity and I can't say giggle, giggle. God. Wait, I'm on a panel called Giggle, Giggle? No. no. Okay, thank God. <laughs> no, I, I literally discovered as I was reading it that the panel that I'm moderating with you on it, that plus 10 publicity panel, <laughs> I, cannot I, yeah. can't, I can't say it because it's a tongue twister for me. You know we got a shout out from MTV, right? <laughs> so it's like, yay! Oh boy, I'm definitely going to watch Ash moderate this. <laughs> <sighs>